What's going on? And welcome in the Pels and Whistles, episode number 22. It's presented by Bet Online right here on the Believe Network. I'm Daniel Salerson alongside Rel Myers, and we have a very special guest for you on this Friday, Dr. David Chow, Pro Football Doc. You can follow him on Twitter at Pro Football Doc. Ex-NFL head team doctor for over 17 years, orthopedic surgeon right now. You've seen him all over the place, and especially um, with what's been going on with DeMar Hamlin. Been talking a lot about the football side of things. We're going to bring him in to talk about the Pelicans, who, of course, are dealing with injuries with Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram. Doc, I know you've been busy here the last week or so, but we really appreciate the time this morning. How are you? I'm doing well. And, you know, at Sports Injury Central, SICscore.com, we cover MBA, and we have a panel of doctors, including pro basketball doctors, former Bulls head team physician John Hefferin, who is featured in The Last Dance, uh, Rockets team physicians, et cetera. And uh, I, you know, I don't push my MBA experience because I will be the first to admit that it pales in comparison to the NFL experience. I was a head team physician for the NFL for almost two decades. I've worked with the Bulls through Dr. Heffernan, cup of coffee, and as an assistant for one season with the Timberwolves. That's why I don't talk about NBA as much <laughs> for me, right? It's just not the same thing. But some of the principles apply in all the stuff that we might talk about here, I don't know what you're going to ask. I have a feeling what you're going to ask. Uh, <laughs> will relate to we consult with the panel of pro basketball docs, et cetera. So Sports Injury Central, what makes us unique is that we're the really only site that does injury analysis. Everyone else does injury reporting. And there's a distinction in terms of what that is. For example... Last year with Zion Williamson, and I guess we're going to start talking about Zion Williamson <laughs> as a topic. You Wild may. guess. Um, <laughs> when he had his foot issue and the stress fracture and the surgery, we were always a little pessimistic on that return timeline. Mm -hmm. And if you go back and look at our site and what we said, really early December we got worried, and mid-December we definitively indicated our feeling from afar without examining Zion, without looking at x-rays, reading the signals and the tea leaves and what a setback for a stress fracture means, we said his season is done. Mid-December, when the reporters were still saying this, that, the other. We're not calling anyone liars or whatever. The team has a job to release information in the way they want. And we try and decipher that team speak or coach speak by looking at the source data in terms of what it is. And that's why we came to the conclusion that we think his season is done. Now, we didn't say it definitively be definitive. It was like uh, the likelihood his season is done. We started whispering in early December. And then by, you know, February, we're like, yeah, for sure, you know, uh, kind of deal. And everyone kind of knew it by then. So that's to for full disclosure, we haven't examined any Pelicans players <laughs> from afar. Some of it's from video. It's some of it is piecemealing mm -hmm. the releases because we, the docs with us, we worked on the other side. We worked on the team side. And so we can sometimes see a little more from that experience. All right. Well, sounds good. Well, we're going to rely on you just to kind of inform us a little bit on what Zion's dealing with and also what Brandon Ingram's been dealing with with the big tub. We'll start with Zion, obviously, with the hamstring strain as an MRI was taken and revealed 
Could be significant. Again, the timeline is he'll be reevaluated in three weeks. So we're not going to say he's out for three weeks. He's going to be reevaluated. But just from a from a perspective on the hamstring, um, how delicate of a situation is it when you are dealing with a hamstring strain? Well, by the way, by definition, a hamstring strain is a tear. Is it a grade one, grade two, or grade three? Mm-hmm. Complete tear, grade three? We don't know. It is a tear. By the three-week timeline, we're hoping it's a one or two and not a grade three. I think they would have made the recheck timeline longer. And I'm glad you put it that way. When the team says he's will be reevaluated in three weeks, that means he's out for at least three weeks. Mm-hmm. And you have to also pad time to that because if they're out for three weeks, are you going to put them out on the court on the 22nd day? No, right. there's going to be a process to get back into it. It's right. a long season. And, you know, uh, NBA is more about playoffs than making the playoffs, right? And, you know, and so and uh, so having players healthy. So it's going to be at least that. And one of the other favorite things that I say is when you get – look, if a team tells you they'll be back, and I'm making this up, okay, <laughs> but they'll be back – he'll be back for the late January Hawks game, okay, you might rely on that. But when it says it's three weeks, the analogy is and with all the holiday travel and flight cancellation, when you have a 7.13 a.m. flight and it's delayed and they say estimated departure 8 o'clock, 8 o'clock departure, they're just saying check back with us at 8. They're not leaving. When they say 9 o'clock, they're saying check back with us. If they say 9.27 that might be real. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. I mean, the, and, and all the, the team is now saying eight o'clock check back with us. Right. And uh, mm-hmm. thankfully they're actually saying three weeks because the norm is two weeks, four weeks, six weeks, 10 weeks or two months. So the fact they're actually saying check back with us at eight 30, that's a little better than just saying <laughs> eight o'clock or nine o'clock. So and this is all from afar, and I'm having some fun with the analogy, obviously. <laughs> uh, but he'll be out a little bit here, unfortunately. Yeah, as long as you're not talking about Southwest Airlines, then maybe that'd be a little <laughs> different when it comes to the time checking back. Um, real quick, before I go to Rel, um, when you're talking about reevaluating three weeks, what are you seeing in those three weeks? When you when you go into the check back, is it the MRI first? Is it how he's feeling? Is he able to get on the court? Like, what's the first step as far as when that three-week timeline comes up well it's going to be a clinical exam more than a repeat mri the mri will still be positive um and uh so it's more of a clinical exam but there's a lot that he can do in rehab right now uh, stim must uh, uh the in the athletic training room and one of the other things that is pretty good and can help is a uh, blood flow restriction bfr or i prefer bfn blood flow modification Uh, That's coming into pro sports. And here's the thing. Blood flow modification can prevent the atrophy that happens across three weeks because you can do some static exercises with this cuff-like thing and mimic some more game load. So when he not only could it potentially speed healing, it's going to get him more ready to go when he is ready to go instead of laying around for three weeks or four weeks or whatever it is. And that's not a shot at Zion. I'm just saying, you know, you want to do, you you can't hurt that. You don't want to do anything to hurt the hamstring more, mm-hmm. but some of these other 
latest techniques can help you keep the hamstring and quad and other muscles in shape during that time. So it's a shorter ramp up time when he is cleared to come back. So I think the question that I wanted to ask you, I wanted to um, talk a little bit more about uh, what do you think that Zion could do to prolong his career based on the physical nature of the way that he plays the game? Yeah, that's an interesting question, right? And uh, what makes him great is that he's so powerful, he's so athletic, and he's so big, right? And uh, look, this is not a comment on his weight, but it's well known that for every pound of that you're carrying on your body, even if it's muscle, mm -hmm. it's at least five pounds, if not 10 pounds or more of force on your knees or hamstrings. Or There's a tremendous force multiplier. This is why we know that, you know, in, in the NFL and NBA, if you have an optimal situation, even five pounds can make a difference because that's 25 or 50 pounds of force in a given play or cut. And we know Zion generates a tremendous amount of force. I mean, I still think back to the shoe blowout, right? <laughs> amazing. And, and by the way, with the shoe blowout, when it happened, everyone was like, oh, doom and gloom. And we were like, yeah. No, I think he'll be back for the tournament, the ACC mm -hmm. tournament, which he, which he was, and uh, <laughs> you know everything was uh, worked out just fine. And and uh, you know I I I was lucky, and I'm not trying to name drop here. I was lucky enough to get invited to something, and it was an Oregon, you know, Pac-12 tourney game, and mm -hmm. you know the the. the I, I, this wasn't me. I was invited to this little thing, and and of course there at this thing was was uh, was uh, Mr. Nike himself, Phil Knight, and uh, mm -hmm. I was like, how's he doing? And he actually was coming to me saying, "What are the updates? He's playing again." What are the updates? <laughs> and I said, "I said, yeah, I think he'll be just fine." And he, he assured me that that young man would be just fine, and he meant financially. <laughs> and I was like, uh, Phil or Mr. Knight, I said, you should probably have the Zion Unbreakable line. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would that would have been a great way, a great name for for him with that shoe and everything going on. But he does have his own line now, and it's good to see that um, that wasn't a big injury there with the shoe blow out there. So we kind of learned a little bit more about Zion and and the hamstring situation here. Um, I want to go to Brandon Ingram for a second here before I let you go. I know you're busy here on this Friday, but Brandon Ingram's been out since November 25th with a, a big toe contusion. And I know with us not knowing much about the situation and fans wondering, okay, it's a big toe injury. Why is it taking so long for him to get back? Especially again, with the labeling of contusion, um, why might it have taken a lot longer than maybe people expected, at least for Brandon to be back. And, and what are some of the things that he's probably dealing with as to why he hasn't been able to return yet? Well, this is a good um, case study for another one for what we do at Sports Injury Central. When the news first came out of a big toe contusion, we wrote and said, that's not a contusion. Uh, not saying the team is lying. It's a form of contusion, so mm -hmm. to speak. But the contusion makes like, it's just a bruise. Can't you play, right? And that's what fans are saying. It's just a bruise. Mm -hmm. If you go back and look at the video, I, I, I remember the video. I don't remember the player that it was against. But when his left toe kicked the heel of the player mm -hmm. the big toe wasn't just jammed it was jammed up i don't know if you can see it was jammed yeah. up and that's a turf toe type issue that we see mm -hmm. in football all the time that's mm -hmm. a sprain or injury to the plantar plate 
as much as contusion. And if you look at the subsequent play, he tried to stay on the court, right? And when he yeah. went on a closeout, instead of jumping on his left foot, he had no power to push. Yeah. And that also told me it's likely a first MTP joint sprain or a turf toe variant. Now, the team keeps saying there's no structural damage. That's good news. But let mm -hmm. me tell you, the big toe, especially the MTP joint, is responsible for over 50% of the push-off on that side. Now, how can you play basketball if you can't push off? Mm -hmm. and you can't put a steel plate in the shoe. You got no lift. You can't play <laughs> that way. Uh, football, sometimes linemen do that. You can't tape it up. You got to wait for it to heal. So we were always very pessimistic on a quick early return. Mm -hmm. We never believed the early January timeline. Mm -hmm. What is the timeline? Not sure, but like it's this is a tough one. And uh, I don't want to date myself. You guys, you guys are young, way younger than I am. You guys seen the movie Stripes? I haven't. No, oh, no I am no. not. Never mind that. <laughs> we'll look, look it up. <laughs> Google Sergeant Holka and the Big Toe. Okay. 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 You have to see Stripes. It's a classic movie. I, I mean, this is how I realize I'm really old. You guys haven't even heard of the movie. You guys, there's some likes there. That is a uh, Animal House, Blues Brother, Stripes. Those are the trifecta oh, okay. classics from back when I was young, et cetera. But Sergeant Hulk on the big toe, okay? Go Google that. Okay. You got some homework to do this weekend, Ralph, so we can get yeah. more back to Doc once, uh, once we're able to watch it. I'm on it. <laughs> yeah, good deal. Um, so as far as the big toe rehab, and, and we're, you're talking about, you know, can't put a steel plate in the shoe, is it just about staying off of it as far as, and also getting back on the core, what are the tests in order for him to be able to be cleared? Is it more of the structural part of it? Or is it more just how he feels and able to push off? Well, it seems like the structural part, if you believe reports, and we tend to believe reports. I mean, teams don't try and lie. There may be coach speak and team speak and spin a little bit based on what it is. They don't try and outwardly lie most of the time, right? Uh, they may give you a very sunny side uplook, a very pessimistic, depending on the situation, but they rarely flat out lie. And it's our job to do the analysis and, and look, they're saying structurally he's fine on MRI. So I, I take that as real. I mean, look, severe turf toes need surgery. I'm not suggesting Brandon Ingram does, okay? Mm -hmm. But he, to me, is a milder form. But it's my point to tell you it's very debilitating. It does not surprise me at all that he's not back in early January. That's what we were saying. That, that seems optimistic, especially mm -hmm. if we're talking about 100%. And look. If it were playoffs right now, would he maybe try and give it a go? Maybe. Who knows, right? But it's not, mm -hmm. right? And so you want you don't want to step back is right. the key. I mean, you go a week too early, he could be out another six weeks. Don't want that, right? Right. And so it's a pain function thing and an exam and so forth. All right. Well, we know a lot more now and wondering why the heck he's not back. And I think this makes a lot of sense of why – he hasn't been able to return Dr. David Chow. You can follow him on Twitter at ProFootballDoc. Doc, give me that website before you go here as far as how folks can, can get the injury analysis, not only for football or basketball, everything. Just kind of give us that website again so people can log on. It's Sports Injury Central, S-I-C-Score.com. And there's a pro basketball doc tab on there if you want to get rid of the baseball major league content and the football content. Because we mm -hmm. what we try and do is to be 
Kleenex for injuries, injury analysis. And that's where Damar Hamlin giving people some perspective and some hope in terms of what it is. We And the key is it's injury and health analysis. We also have a feature out there for, called court views where we can look at the Pelicans against the Rockets and look mm -hmm. at the health, just like we do a field view, <clears throat> a field view for the uh, NFL games. And as NFL games end here, our attention will switch a lot more to basketball. There's just yeah. certain bandwidth in the company, but SICscore.com. And we'll give team six scores related to the health and also positional six scores so that you can, you know, make your fantasy DFS and, and expectation. <laughs> what percent of health are they? And that's mm -hmm. kind of what we specialize in and do. All right. So awesome. make sure to check that out as well. And of course, um, on one of our other stations, Believe in Bengals, Dr. David Chow was on there yesterday talking about the DeMar Hamlin situation. Would you appreciate all your insight on that as well as what you were able to bring to this podcast? I'll let you go here. I know you have a busy day. Uh, doctor, I really appreciate it. And thanks for the insight. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Great stuff there from Dr. David Chow. Really informative on Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram. Well, I think I learned more actually about Brandon Ingram's injury than Zion. With the hamstring, you kind of really is not much you can do besides what he talked about. And again, we are going to mention that it says reevaluate in three weeks. So mm -hmm. it's probably going to be a little longer, but we're going to let them decide that um, once it's the appropriate time to do so. But with Brandon, of course, when we think of a toe injury, we're like, okay. What's the deal? It shouldn't be taking this long. <laughs> but when you hear about uh, how he kind of described the injury in the toe kind of going upward and not being able to use that to push off, it kind of makes sense why Brandon's been out for this long. It does. I think when you look at the injury and when it happened, it seemed to bother him a little bit when he initially kicked uh, the back of Dylan Brooks's foot. Um, and you, he did try to stay in the game and he tried to play. And you notice when he, like the doctor said, when he tried to close out, that was really when, you know, the pain kind of really hit him. And from that point, I think the rest of the team was on the other side of the court and he's over by the scores table, like, oh my goodness, <laughs> what just happened? So, yeah, I think that shed a lot of extra light on, um, you know, what was going on with, with Brandon's toe and how it's kind of, you know, it's kind of hard to predict how long it's going to take for a guy to come back like something like that. Yeah, so we're not going to release any betting lines on when Brandon might come back or Zion <laughs> Williamson, but you can go on Bet Online as they remain your number one source for all your sports betting this season, everything from the NFL and bowl season to esports. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. It features live betting, free contests, live scores for almost any sport game, um, sport or game imaginable. We're the latest and easiest way to bet on your favorite leagues and events head to betonline.ag to join and receive a 50 percent welcome bonus with your first deposit make sure to use the promo code believe b-l-e-a-b to receive your rewards bet online where the game starts and i'm gonna maybe not so humbly brag about my two picks from the other night rel <laughs> yeah when the rockets played the pelicans mm -hmm. it was pretty easy uh, Herb Jones had three rebounds early I talked about four plus rebounds for him was a minus 201 he cleared yep. that um, easily and then even though I didn't win uh, with 14 and a half points for the over on Trey but on bet online it was 14 plus points and mm -hmm. he was able to secure that as well yes. and so I'm just saying two for two when I start predicting am I gonna do any predicting tonight no you know why because I want to stay up on top I want to be undefeated <laughs> yeah. so I'm gonna take tonight off especially right. against the Brooklyn Nets. Um, but this should be an exciting game, nationally televised on ESPN. But, of course, 
get your local flavor on Valley Sports, New Orleans, or News Talk 995 WRNO. But unfortunately, another nationally televised game where your two best players are out. Um, yep. But I, I feel like still the narrative is going to be a good one for the Pelicans as far as what they've been able to do despite having those guys out against the Brooklyn team that's been playing some really good basketball lately. Yeah, we um, I, I've been looking at the standings a lot and I'm trying to see who's where, what's going on. Um, I think Memphis had moved into number one last night, but then Denver, <laughs> they, I think they were Memphis was number one for, I don't know, 30 minutes, 40 yeah. minutes, something like that. And they so popped Denver champagne was, and then Denver <laughs> said, hold my beer. <laughs> Denver was putting a whooping on uh, who, who did they play last night. Um, the Clippers, the Clippers, the, did the like, Clippers forget that there Clippers. was a game last night. Yeah, yeah. it was. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard Clippers. They waved the white flag uh, at halftime. I yeah. Think the third quarter, they didn't send any of their starters back out. So that was. That did not help my gambling lines <laughs> last night. <laughs> that was interesting. <laughs> but I think I heard a stat where they said seven different teams might have been number one at some point already this season. I didn't remember it being that many seasons. I only remember it being Denver, Memphis, us, and like, I don't know, Utah was number one at some point. So Yeah, I was about to say, it's probably those early, like, two and one, three and one starts mm-hmm. for teams that was able to get them over the hump. But yeah, um, what's interesting, though, I don't know if you're noticing this, too, maybe because I'm just paying attention more to the scores. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of blowouts lately. I a feel ton. like there's a lot more blowouts than close games around the league right now. Is that fair to say? Yeah, and I'm not sure what's up with that, especially... Um... Then the Celtics get blown out, and then their very next game, they blew somebody out. Yeah, <laughs> they blew out Dallas last night before getting blown out by Oklahoma City a couple days before. Yeah. There's just no rhyme or reason for some of these. The Grizzlies' couple blowouts the last couple of games have been their opponents. Um, mm-hmm. They had some fun with the Charlotte Hornets, and then Orlando actually <laughs> made it close last night, coming back to bring it within six. And I think mm-hmm. Memphis had to keep their starters out a lot longer on a, on the second night of a back-to-back, but it still just seems like there's so many blowouts. And I mean, even that Pelicans game the other night against Houston until mm-hmm. Houston decided to, to play a little offense um, later on in the game. Um, it's yeah. just been, it just seems like there's been a lot of blowouts lately. I think there's um, a, a, a lot of discourse. I guess you could use that word going on with the Rockets fans. Um, someone had mentioned how, um, well, of course we remember coach Silas was ejected in the first quarter. And after that first quarter, Houston outscored the Pelicans 86 to 74. Um, but in that game, that game was almost like a, a serious blowout. I think the first quarter we ended 45 to 22. Yeah. The largest lead was 31 points. And then from that point, I think Houston might've gone on a run to cut it down to like 20 something. Um, but yeah, I think the, the Pelicans kind of, we're kind of done with that game early. And then Houston was allowed to you know come back a little bit from that point forward. But um I actually don't even remember where I was going with that, but <laughs> I was glad to be able to, uh, you know, pull that win out and everything. That's a team that you should beat. So I'm glad that we were able to to pull that one off. But um, we're sitting at third in the West. I think last night uh, really helped us in the standings as far as Dallas losing and the Clippers losing. Um, I think we're two and a half games ahead of Dallas right now. Um, so if we, you know, do end up losing tonight, it won't be the worst thing that's ever happened. But uh, yeah, it is unfortunate to be on national TV without two of our top guys who helped to kind of put Brooklyn in the dirt on that first game of the season. Yeah. And except you do play Dallas tomorrow on the second night of a back-to-back when you head to Dallas to begin a a long week trip. Mm -hmm. And so tonight's going to be pretty important against a team that again is playing some, their best basketball of the season with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. They're pretty, they're pretty healthy as well. Looking at the injury reporting, TJ Warren is really the only one that's big on that injury list. Um, I'm not sure what his status is for tonight's game. But again, keep in mind, 6.30 p.m. Central tip. A little bit early as they bumped it to ESPN. But 
Well, I thought this was a great way to start the weekend as far as just kind of getting informed with, with Dr. David Chow. We appreciate having him on. Um, is there anything else before we get out of here that you want to mention before tonight's game and, and, and see if the Pelicans will be a tough weekend with the Nets tonight and the Mavericks tomorrow night? Uh, No, not too much to add. Hopefully tomorrow uh, we can keep Luka under 50 points. <laughs> All right, Greg Popovich, we'll see if that works out. <laughs> He's gonna be he's gonna be motivated because he didn't play a lot. I think I think they were waved the white flag as well early on mm-hmm. um, yesterday when they were getting blown out by Boston. So we'll see how they yeah. respond after a full night's rest and able to be in the comforts of their home while watching this Pelicans Nets game tonight uh, yep. on national television. So put Dyson out there, put Herb on him. Let's do your go. Thing. Let's <laughs> see what happens. Big game tonight again, and also oh, we didn't say this before we go. King Cake Baby's back. Are you oh, ready to man. see some King Cake Baby? I am not ready. <laughs> I, I love told, King Cake uh, Baby. I think Swin had put up a um a tweet last night talking about how her kids responded to King Cake Baby. And uh, I was saying how, like, you know, I'm, I'm not very into King Cake Baby either. So she sent the gift that was kind of funny, kind of making fun of me, not liking the King Cake Baby. And I was like, look, I just... I associate the King Cake Baby with being a jinx. And I remember any time around this time of year, the King Cake Baby would show up and we would lose every game he was at. And so uh-huh. it's like, I don't know if it was a jinx or we were just not that good. So I was like, it's going to be different from now on, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, we'll see what happens if King yeah. Cake Baby needs to be banned from the Smoothie King Center after tonight for the Pelicans <laughs> and the Nets. But also on that note, since I am no longer in New Orleans, if anyone wants to send me a King Cake, let me know. Mm-hmm. I'll send you my address. Send me a yeah, King Cake. Yeah, I was going to say. Drop the Addy. Are you a traditional king cake guy or are you a filled king cake guy? I'm traditional. I'm a traditional okay. guy. Okay. I was going to say, I'd send you a traditional. I'm not going to send you some filled nonsense. <laughs> no. No nonsense for me. I'm a no-nonsense guy. You, you've known that, right? This screams no-nonsense. But uh, no, when it comes know. to king cake, I don't mess around. <laughs> traditional is completely fine with me. Absolutely. But enjoy yeah. the festivities tonight. And uh, hopefully we'll enjoy a few wins. We'll be back with you next week for a couple more episodes. Again, real Big thanks to Dr. David Chow uh, for coming on. A really informative listen. Tell your friends about Pells and Whistles. You can listen on wherever you may get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. There's thousands of different ways for you all to listen. (laughs) And, of course, leave us a like, a rating, subscribe, all of that so that our bosses know how great of a job we do with the podcast for rel i'm daniel thanks for listening to pels and whistles presented by bet online right here on the believe network